Hey, hey, it's Cassie, and these are the thoughts of my practical minds. Let's talk about it. So today, I want to talk about shadow work. And really what I want to talk about is, I know in some of my other episodes, I talk about, well, all I've talked about, right, is (laughs) self-love and my struggles with it getting to know myself, uh, the importance of me knowing who I am, the changes it's made in my life, the uphill battles, the hardships that have come with it, but overall just me loving myself. And I haven't talked about the process uh, that it took for me to get here, the work that I did to get here, and that's basically the shadow work that I did. So I know <clears throat> if you've ever heard the term shadow work, um, then you know it's really about doing internal healing, doing internal work working on those parts of yourself that are broken and bleeding, that are festering. But really, what it is, it's just you deciding to take responsibility for you. Taking responsibility for your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, even the ones that you would rather pretend don't exist or aren't there or only come up when you know, someone brings it out of you. The saying, uh, seeing red comes to mind. Shadow work is taking that part of yourself that you usually uh, take no responsibility in and shining a light on it and taking responsibility for it. Sometimes, you know, when there's an emotional trigger, we all react in a really volatile way. And how that, how that way looks for you is, is going to be really individual, individualized, right? The way I respond um, sometimes is really verbally volatile um other people may get physical um other people may shut down other people may you know ghost the people they're around however it looks for you but it's what we do when we're feeling the most extreme It's also, you know, shadow work involves a lot of things. It's also the thoughts and feelings that we have when we're alone. The actions that we do when no one's looking. And particularly, it's mostly, you know, the quote-unquote bad ones, right? The things that we try to hide away from other people and from ourselves. The The things that we constantly are pushing down and pretending don't exist 
but they do exist. And you see them every once in a while when you don't have control over yourself. Have you ever been around a person who, when they get really, really mad and they get into a fight and they say really awful things, and then afterwards they say something like, I, that wasn't me, I don't know why I said those things, I was just really, really mad in the moment. <laughs> but you know deep down that they meant everything that they said. They probably just didn't want to say it or have it come out the way that it came out. But it doesn't mean that they didn't mean it. Shadow work also is confronting our own monsters and demons that we have inside. When you decide to do shadow work, you're really deciding that I'm going to start taking responsibility for these things in my life that I wish weren't there, but they are no matter how much I try to force them down or pretend like they don't exist they very much do exist when you start to do when I first started doing shadow work the first thing that I noticed one of the shifts that happened was I went from constantly blaming other people this person is a bad person because look what they did to me and this person did this and this is why they deserve for me to say what I said to them and I shifted from that to taking ownership for my thoughts and my feelings the space that I was in and realizing that before I can even look outside and try to fight all these different people, places, things, situations, I needed a first fight with myself on the inside. I first had to fight the demons that I had within me. Because to be perfectly honest, until you fight what's going on on the inside with you, of you, you know, you're just going to continue to materialize or manifest all of these examples of what you're not taking care of inside in your external world you're going to attract those people that are a representation of what you're hiding from because the energy doesn't go away just because you choose not to accept it or choose not to acknowledge it it's still there and so it's going to show up one way or another i personally just got tired of getting blindsided and i got tired of in those moments just losing control and not having control over myself not being able to decide what i what i was going to do or what i was going to say because i'd be so emotionally aroused that my shadow would just engulf me and take over me and when everyone the dust was cleared i was left to have to clean it up have to look at the bridges that i burnt the feelings that I hurt, the things that I said to people that, you know, while I may have thought it, I'm not going to say the things that I've said out loud to people I didn't mean, I didn't feel those things. 
but they didn't deserve to hear it in the way that they heard it. I was tired of having to deal with that aftermath. I was tired of sometimes having to go with my, my tail between my legs and apologize. And for me in particular, I have a hard time apologizing and saying I didn't mean something that I said because I know deep down inside I, I, I did mean it. I just probably didn't want you to hear it like that. So I, I, I've hurt a lot, a lot of people because of my lack of control, because of the lack of responsibility that I took. Because until I honestly started to acknowledge those parts of me, I really looked at those parts whenever I acted out or whenever I blew up, I, I really looked at it as if it was the separate part of myself that just wasn't a part of me. And I, I didn't have any control over it. I didn't have any control over what it looked like or how big it was. It was all determined on how everyone outside of me treated me. And that's not fair. Why should another person have to take responsibility for your shit? How is another person supposed to know what you have going on in the inside if you don't even know that you have that going on in the inside? Or you do kind of know, but you don't even choose to acknowledge it. But a lot of times that's what we do. We choose to ignore those parts of us that are unsavory. And when they come out and when they pop up, we then make it someone else's responsibility. Like, see, well, you shouldn't have said that to me and I wouldn't have to respond like that. Just absolving any personal responsibility and putting it on the other party and then having the nerve to call that person a demon. Saying that person was wrong for how they treated you. But you didn't even understand. I didn't even understand what was upsetting me so and I got tired of living like that I got tired of that happening I got tired of hurting people and burning bridges and and I will admit that some of those bridges needed to be burnt some of those relationships needed to end but I got tired of ending relationships with zero control There is a way that you can end a relationship without it being this huge blow up. And sometimes it can't be avoided, right? Sometimes it is what it is, but not all the time. For me personally, that was me taking the easy way. That was me taking no responsibility and washing my hands of it and saying, oh, what's done is done. Thinking that that didn't leave a weight on me or leave a stain on me. And I was wrong because it was bound to happen again. It was bound to come up again because I was actively choosing not to acknowledge these different parts of me. That if I, you know, if I were to be honest, these are parts of me that I was afraid to acknowledge, embarrassed to acknowledge. Because up until this point, I prided myself on being a quote-unquote good person. <clears throat> and so if I'm a good person, 
How could I have this part of me that thinks these things? That feels this way about people? It was, <clears throat> it was really, excuse me, it was really, really tough when I found myself helping someone and having like really negative thoughts about them. That didn't seem like a good person to me. Because if I was a good person and I was helping, then I should just help, right? It's not, I'm not a good person if while I'm helping somebody, I'm judging them. But what made it worse is that I ignored that part of me. You know, being nitpicky and being judgy, when you say those things, I think before I always had like an immediate like negative reaction, like it was a bad thing, but it's not really a bad thing. I mean, I personally, as I continue on with this journey, I, I find myself believing less and less in the idea of good and bad. I know I've said it before on here, you know, what's good for me might be bad for you and vice versa. And so that's kind of led me to believe that, you know, as I, that, you know, maybe good and bad isn't as black and white as we're grown up to believe. Helping someone doesn't mean just accepting everything and anything that comes with them. Sometimes some people need to be told about themselves. Some people, this world is a fucked up place and there are a lot of people that will take advantage especially if you let them and so sometimes some people need to be told about themselves there are some people in this world that will allow you to help them and just will keep taking and taking and taking until you're doing everything in that relationship and will give nothing in return in the moment that you say something there are some people out there that will turn it around and try to make you seem like you're the bad guy. And without doing shadow work, without understanding those parts of yourself that, you know, may be a little more judgy, may think some thoughts that you inherently think are bad, but in actuality are, are saving you from a really fucked up situation. then things just keep happening the way they have always happened. And like I said, I got tired of it. I got tired of living my life like that. I got tired of believing that in order for me to be a good person, I had to ignore parts of me. And that's not fair. It wasn't fair to me. And if you're doing it, it's not fair to you. Who wants to live their life incomplete? Afraid to show people this other side of you. As if them, as if people knowing this other side of you would make them love you any less. And honestly, if someone were to see the unsavory bits of you and did love you less, then frankly, that fucking person is for you, right? You can't just like the good parts about me. For people were made up of all kinds of different things. Some things you may agree with and some things you may not. 
And this goes for everybody in your life. You know, how many times have we met a person that just for whatever reason, that person's not my cup of tea, not your cup of tea, right? That doesn't make them a bad person. How many times have you met a person and their personality traits, you're like, mm, I could never. And just because you couldn't do it, because you can't get away with it, because you wouldn't be comfortable in that energy, that doesn't make them a bad person. And the same goes for yourself. You're not a bad person because of whatever you're trying to hide. And I thought that for the, the longest time. And I always wondered why I was always so hard on myself. Why I couldn't, you know, love myself the way people talk about loving themselves. Why I had such a hard time with it. And it was because I didn't love myself. You can't just love a part of you and ignore the other part. That's not real love. It's not real balance. It's not real harmony. That's, that's the saying, ignorance is bliss. That's what that is. So anyways, I started on this process. I made the commitment that I was going to work on myself, that I was going to acknowledge those parts of me that I hid from for so long that I pretended didn't exist and I was going to confront them and I was going to integrate them. And when I started on this journey, when I started doing this work, I didn't realize how big of a commitment it actually was. How much sacrifice it was really going to take. How many lonely nights and how many tears I cried. How much embarrassment I felt. Anger. I, I remember I found myself at one point being so mad at everybody else around me. Like, why do I have to do this? Why do I have to acknowledge the part that I played in this situation? Because in an overall sense... I feel like that person was wrong. So why should I sit here and feel bad for the things that I said when they've done 10 times the amount of things to me and then me saying this one thing did to them? But that wasn't the point. The point wasn't what others had done to me. The point was what I was doing to myself. And so I had to really, really struggle with that. And I struggled with different things along the way. And there were a lot of times that I just wanted to give up. There was a lot of times where I just thought it would be easier just to go back to my old self. Just to just quit. Because it was a lot. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was a lot of hard work. It was a lot of me having to look myself in the mirror, look at my reflection, look at my reflection, and really take accountability for my thoughts and my feelings and my actions. It was even harder when I felt like around me, no one else was doing it. 
I found myself swallowing a lot of pills. <laughs> and most of those pills were, it really doesn't matter what other people are out there doing. None of that shit fucking matters. Doesn't matter how much responsibility the person next to you is taking or doesn't take. That should have no bearing in the amount of work that you put in on yourself. Frustrating, yes. But it's not your life. What other people choose to do with their life and their day, their minds, their spirits, their bodies, that's their fucking business. And so I really had to get out of the mindset that it wasn't fair. Life's not fair. I had a lot of demons inside of me. And once I started to tackle my internal demons, my personal monsters, I started to find that the outside world didn't affect me the way it used to. I still thought the same thoughts. I still had some of the same feelings. But because I was able to confront those emotions, those thoughts, those parts of me, acknowledge them and come and grow to love them and see the benefits that they brought to my life when I started to see where these things were coming from the old wounds that happened a long long time ago and that I just that never properly healed that were just festering and just affected so many parts of my life once I started to realize all that then the outside world and what other people were doing seemed to matter to me a little less. Other people's reactions to me, I was, you know, I was able, whether I agreed or not, I was able to respond in a way that I was proud to respond. I was able to respond with more control. I was more conscious about the things that made me upset, the things that people did that I didn't like, the things that I didn't agree with. And I was able, and I have started to be able to, you know, more effectively communicate how I feel or what I thought. You know, there's with with integrating these parts of myself i i know personally that <clears throat> when i get into my people pleasing mode right and i start saying yes unnecessarily and i don't say no when i know i really want to say no that eventually that pressure starts building up and and i know at some point i'm going to blow and so now that i know that now that I've taken the time to understand that about myself, I say no. <laughs> like, it seems really, really simple, but it's such a hard thing. I mean, it feels so simple now. It's, it almost seems silly now when I talk about it. Because I really used to do that. I really used to just constantly say yes when I, when I really didn't want to do something and wasn't honest about it. And then eventually, when I started to feel like that person 
or people started taking too much advantage of me, which rightly so, they didn't fucking know, right? I kept saying yes. How the hell were they supposed to know? But in my mind, I felt like they were taking advantage. So then they would ask for something and I would blow the fuck up. So now that I know that about myself, I say no. <laughs> still, even though I just said that, it still sounds silly. It still feels like a fucking dumb moment, right? But, but because I ignored that part of myself, I didn't know. And then I had to, you know, kind of get over and the uncomfortability of saying no. Because once you, you know, start to understand the things that trigger you, when you start to accept that whatever, whatever is a part of your unsavory bits, right? Once you start to integrate that and you actively are trying to change that or be able to respond differently, it's uncomfortable. Because it's different from whatever you've been doing this whole time. And so you're trying to find that sweet spot of how do I navigate this new space? How do I, how do I do this new thing? Because I understand that I'm, I may react really negatively if I don't, but it's also really uncomfortable. And it takes trial and error. A lot of successes, a lot of failures. I remember at first when, so particularly about me blowing up with me saying yes too much, right? I remember there was a time when I was trying to figure out how to communicate this to people. And and because saying no was still really, really uncomfortable for me, I would tell people shit, for example, like, I, you know what, I'm just going to be really honest. I don't want to go. And if I say yes, I'm going to eventually blow up on you and it's not going to be pretty. It was really weird at first. <laughs> Came off really weird. Was, I was really confrontational for a, for a really long time. Had gone so long with being passive that once I started doing shadow work and recognized this, there was kind of this pendulum swing, right? I went, I was on this far right side of being extremely passive and I'm integrating all these new things and learning all these new things. Well, I had to swing all the way to the other side. And so I was really conversational and really obnoxious, obnoxiously honest about things. But I had to experience that so that I can come back on the downswing and kind of find my sweet spot, find the balance. No one needs to know, right? I don't, <laughs> like, as you start to integrate your shadow and you understand that, you know, certain parts of you are, are that just a part of you, you don't need to broad, oh, I personally don't need to broadcast that to everybody, right? In every conversation. Sometimes it just takes a, a fucking no and it's that simple. But I didn't know that at first. It's like I said, it was a lot of trial and error. A lot of failures, a lot of successes, but definitely worth it. Definitely, definitely worth it. And so like when I, so another thing that was happening when I was first starting off, you know, and committing to the work, 
right? And trying to improve myself because that's basically where all this was coming from. I just wanted to be better. I wanted to have more control over my life. I was looking up on the internet the how to do shadow work. And I was coming across, you know, videos like the first five steps to take when starting shadow work, what to look out for, you know, all that bullshit. And I tried it. I tried a lot of stuff. And uh, none of it, none of it worked for me. And I was really, really upset at first. Because cause I was already trying something new. I was already feeling weird. I was already feeling bad. And then I was trying these things to better my life. And then they weren't fucking working. So then I was really ready to quit. But I kept going. And I decided to instead of trying to figure out the, the top five ways to do shadow work or whatever the fuck I was watching at the time. Um, I decided just to learn more about myself so I got into astrology that was like one of the first things that I started to do to kind of give me a baseline and then I just started spending more time with myself and I realized that there is no how to do shadow work there is no step one, step two, step three. There is no magic pill. There is no one size fits all. We're all individuals. No one can tell you how to go about the process of healing, of doing internal work. Because like I said, when I was looking at these tips, I was trying them, but they weren't working for me. Because whatever that person did, whatever that person had found in their life to find success in doing their internal work, that same thing didn't work for me. And so I really, really had to figure it out on my own. I had to just do it, just experience it, just live it out. And I think sometimes we get really caught up in finding a list and, and for someone to tell us how it's done so we can have kind of like a guidepost because we all would like to have a little bit of guide, especially when we're, excuse me, especially when we're trans, transversing, you know, a new area, walking down a new path. When we don't have any examples because we've never been there, we would like to, you know, See how someone else does it to kind of know what to expect. But that's not really how things work. You know, you, you can see from an example of another person that it's possible. I mean, I think it's no different too than like motivational, you know, speakers or people who are saying like, the top 10 ways to make money. How the hell you know that that's where my interest lies, you know? It doesn't take into account the individual. And so as much as I would like to give tips on 
what I did to get where I'm at. I really don't think that's the point. I think part of it is the experience. Part of it is going there yourself and figuring out what works for you, right? Because isn't that the whole point? It's like you, we're, I'm trying to understand myself more. How do I understand myself more if I'm taking tips and, it, and doing something else that another person did that worked in their life? That's me understanding them more. That's not understanding me more. And so I understand, like, you have to try things to figure out what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And so I'm not I'm not here, like, shitting on those lists or nothing. I'm just saying, for me, it didn't really work. For me, I found... I think I, I I think I was I became a little more proud because I did it my way. Right? I did it my own way. Because isn't that why we're all here? To be our individual selves, to not fit in a box. I think that's why so many people are miserable because we we spend our day trying to fit into a box whether it's the box that our families created for us or the box that society's created for us. And because of that, we look for solutions to our problems in a box. Like the top five, top 10 ways, like if it helps most people, why would it not help me? But I don't think that really works for shadow work. Because my shadow, your shadow, just like in our physical world, our shadows look different. Just like we look different. I don't look like you. You don't look like me. We don't sound the same. We don't think the same. We might have some similarities. There might be some things that we agree on. But we are not the same. And so... I've really, really come to appreciate and value the path of being an individual. And it's, and at times it's been really, really hard. And at times it's been really, really lonely, right? Because it's my own individual path. But I think because of it, I've, I've gotten stronger and I've gotten to connect with some really amazing people who also, you know, like to express their individuality. I've been able to go deeper and understand myself more because I respected me as an individual. I can say that I'm really proud of myself and I truly love every part of myself because I respected myself as an individual. I got to know me and all of me. And that was the hard part. Doing shadow work is like starting a new relationship, but not a surface level relationship. 
but starting a relationship that, you know, anyone who wants to have a partner in their life, I think strives to have a deep connection, a deep understanding that through good or bad, you know that this other person is going to be by your side. And that that's how I approach doing my shadow work. That's how I approach the process of getting to know myself. Good or bad, I wanted to know me. I wanted to understand me. I wanted to love me. And it makes life so much more enjoyable. It makes life so much not so much, but a little, a little easier. Because as I continue to go on this journey, I become more and more secure with who I am as a person, with my thoughts, with my feelings, with my monsters and my demons, with my angels, right? The good parts of me, the bad parts of me, so to speak. And I'm able to live a more authentic life because of it. A life that I can be proud of. And I've been able to take more responsibility. And I think personally that's like the coolest part. Is now I understand when I go through something. And I'm dealing with people that I don't agree with. Or there's some type of conflict. I can honestly look at myself and see the part that I played or the role that I played in this situation, especially if it goes negatively. I can see and I can honestly take stock of how much I contributed. So then when I'm making choices and decisions of whether or not this relationship is salvageable or whether or not this person truly did something towards me that wasn't warranted, it it comes from a more authentic place because I'm not afraid to hold myself accountable. I'm not afraid to say, okay, so all these things happen, but you did this, Cassie. And this is the part that you played a role in. And so it makes my stance on things, my ideas about things, how I move forward, a little more clear, a little more light. I'm able to properly separate from from things that need to be separated from. I know how to take responsibility for things that need to be taken responsibility for. And I'm no longer operating from a space of everybody is doing everything to me and I'm the victim all the time. And without true shadow, without doing true shadow work, you operate from a space of being a victim because your internal demons, your internal monsters, you see them outside of you. And so you want to blame them. Who doesn't want to blame the bad things in their life on the boogeyman? But once you know or once you deal with the boogeyman on the inside, then you can see more clearly what's going on around you, what other people are dealing with. And I have no problem now 
leaving a person where they need to be left if they're dealing with their own personal boogeyman, their own monsters and their own demons. I can see more clearly if people are projecting or if I'm projecting onto another person and I can handle that situation accordingly. I couldn't do that if I hadn't done my shadow work. Prior to me doing shadow work, I, for lack of better, better words, I bled on everybody and everything because I was bleeding internally, because I had wounds that weren't healed, because I hadn't cleaned them out and rebandaged them and took care of them. You have to take care of yourself internally. You have to work on those parts of yourself that are broken, that are unhealed, that are festering. Because if you don't, that's all you'll see in your outside world is brokenness and festering wounds. And you'll forever be a victim. And I didn't want to be a victim anymore. There's too much life to live. There's too many things going on. I know in my last episode, I talked about life being hard and life being an uphill battle. And it is. So if life is already fucking hard, why am I also going to make it harder on myself? If the world is already a dog-eat-dog world, and it's just a fucked up world in general, why would I not be in my own corner? Why would I also hurt myself? That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And it's so crazy to think that so many of us do that or were doing that. To make any type of change, there's, there's so many things in this world that I just really don't like and that I don't agree with. But to make any type of change in this world, you have to start with yourself. You have to take responsibility for the demons and the monsters that you bring into this world before you point the finger at another person and call them a monster. You have no right to point the finger at another person and and tell them about how they're bringing all this chaos and bullshit into the world when your monsters are running around all unleashed, just running around willy-nilly doing whatever the fuck they want. You can't complain about how shitty people are when the shitty parts of you, you're not even taking responsibility for. Any real change starts from within. And any real change is really hard to do. It's not as easy and it's, it's not pretty but it's worth doing. And I find that because I'm better, my cup is more full. So that means my family, my friends, they get a better version of me because I operate from a space of my cup being full. I operate from a space that I, I know what I want and what I don't want in my space. 
And I'm not afraid to take, I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not afraid to communicate that with anybody. My kids are happier. My husband's happier because I'm not just walking around and they don't have to tiptoe around me because they don't know what kind of mood I'm in today because I don't know what kind of mood I'm in today. That doesn't have to be our story anymore. And it doesn't have to be your story. I suppose, if you choose. <laughs> That's the thing about all of this is you have to choose it. You have to decide that you want to do the work. And don't get it twisted. This work wasn't, I didn't wake up one day and said, I'm going to do shadow work today. And the next day was just, I'm a better person. It's a process. It's a transition. And there are, I experienced dark days where I thought that maybe I can't change. Maybe this is just who I was supposed to be. And then one day I woke up and I was on the other side. So you have to choose it. And no one else can do it for you. No one can tell you how to do it. No one can tell you how long it's going to take. No one can tell you how it's going to specifically feel for you. All of that you have to experience. And all of that you have to be willing to experience it. You don't have to be ready. I don't, I don't think anyone's really ready for anything new that they experience. You just have to be willing. And you have to be committed. Well, I think that's it for right now. I'm gonna... I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do something. Well, my baby. I need to go get my baby. But anyways, it was awesome talking to you. It's always awesome to talk to you. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> All right. Bye.